For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey guys, it's been a long weekend with the University of Miami game in South Bend, Indiana. Um, man, I had a great time, stayed at a, at a really beautiful place outside of Gary, Indiana, uh, had a, man, just good weekend. Only problem is that when you travel, you know, you make plans for a month and a half to go to a college game, your team, see them play. It's a little chilly up there, but it was great football weather. The atmosphere was beautiful. Oh, it was just, uh, and then your team let you down. Not let you down, they just lose. They lose. You know, that's not a good feeling. Hey, guys, we had a little technical difficulty early in the show, and we're running a little bit late. But um, right now we have um, we have Mr. Fred on the phone. What's going on, Mr. Fred? What's happening, Mr. Fred? Are you Hey guys, Mr. Fred wanted to talk about um he wanted to talk about this Tom Brady's trade situation. You know, and I, I feel Mr. Fred's situation. You know, maybe you're a little shy about wanting to come on the air, but Mr. Fred really wanted to talk about um the trade that the New England Patriots just put up, and that's um trading this kid, um um I think his name is Collins. And uh, it's it's just a big deal right now because Mr. Fred said, "Here's this young man had aligned himself to um to 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 get a Super Bowl ring, and here it is. He's not gonna have a chance to get that Super Bowl ring because he's been traded to one of the worst teams in the league. And I can understand Mr. Fred's point. You know, uh, here here this young man, Collins." Who's who? You know, Jamie Collins. Let's call him by his first and his last name. Jamie Collins, uh, New England Patriots, and uh, he's he's in his fourth year of his contra- of his rookie contract. And if we know anything now, that the rookie contract is nothing what it should be, or what it could be, or what it used to be not long ago. But so he's served his his I guess um, his trial run in the NFL or his auditioning. In the NFL, and like you know, like quarterbacks, they don't have to go through this. But the the, the word is is that um, Jamie Collins is going to be looking for the Von Miller kind of money at the end of this season. And you know, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots were not coming out the pocket like that for no brother to get paid you no know, 114 million dollars like Von Miller got and 70 million up front. So. Just to think that this guy in his fourth year is getting ready to possibly get at least $70 million in his next contract. I don't think that Bill Belichick was ready to to jump out there like that. I just don't think that was going to happen. Hey, Vince, what's going on? What's happening, Mr. Fred? Yeah, I just figured it was wrong for him to play that boy like that. And he got a chance about the next six games to go to the Super Bowl and get him a ring. And I just think it wasn't fair for him to do it. I would agree. Hey, Vin, hey, Mr. Mr. Fred, tell your wife to shh just for a minute. Uh, hey, Mr. Fred, tell your wife to hold it down just for one second. I want to hear what you got to say about this um, Jamie Collins situation because it, it seems to affect you a little bit. Uh, 
like another one of Bill Belichick's nasty moves, you know, and um, here he is. He's, he's cut this man in his prime and sent him to the worst team in the league, the Cleveland Browns. You know, it don't get no worse than that. He, he, would have been, he wouldn't have sent him to the, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they thought he might help them win a Super Bowl, but he sent him to the worst team in the league. And I don't know whether whether Bill Belichick is upset with this cat or he just don't like him or something. But uh, I don't think this is right. What's going on, y'all? Okay, thank you. Hey, thank you, Mister Fred, for giving us a shout out. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Thank you, Mister Fred. Yeah, Vince, what's happening? Yes. What's going on? I was just trying to get them. Hey, go, but I'm gonna let you finish. To say hi to mama, she got a little more things to tell you, then you can get off the phone. You got it. Let's see what Miss Williams got to say. Listen, I ain't meant to cut into y'all's sports program. Go ahead. How you doing, Mr. I'm doing very good, Miss Williams. And yourself? I'm doing good. I'm good. doing wonderful. So I'm good to hear your voice. I'm doing great. That's good. Tell Vince to be quiet so we can talk. Fred, he said for you to be quiet. You just want to hear my conversation. Okay, I'm here. Go ahead. Now, what you want to tell us? I would like to say this. Republicans need to go and find themselves. Get their party together. Find themselves, get their party together from scrambling. And Democrat is just as strong as ever. We stick together. It's a lot of us. That's right. We stick together. It's not out of place. Every, 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 every Republican want us to think they ready to Democrat. Oh, we're going to Democrat. We, 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 we in with Trump, but we're going to Democrat. We vote Democrat. Listen, that's just a bunch of hooey. If you, if you in with Trump, well then, at the end of the day, when November 8th come, in that booth, they're going to put... Don Trump on their paper. Don't fool yourself. They got everybody thinking they running. They running. They endorsing. Oh, hell, we did that. Nah, that's not true. That's just true. Well, we know what we gotta do to get it to get to do uh, to do the right thing. And I know who you voting for. I know who my wife voting for. And I know who I'm right. voting. For. Yeah. Right. We gotta, well, we gotta get out is, and vote. We gotta get out I and have, vote. I have voted out of my party understandable. I have did that at time to time. But before I do that, I read up on the uh the people that run into the, the office, I read up on it and if they got something good for all people, all nation I don't mind going out of my party line, but I'm not going to go out of my party line, which is a Democrat, for what I know is not for all the people, but I everybody. Agree. I agree. Now, that's the way I feel about it. So when they say, the Republicans say, oh, we going over to Hillary, I mean... They're blinding a lot of people. And, and, of course, the next thing is, they're always talking about uh, blacks. You know, we all with a job. You can't make this business. This is business. These people were in business. It's up to them to hire people. 
Obama, Hillary, I don't care who in office, can make nobody, if I go to their office and put in for a job, make them hire me. You can't make nobody hire nobody. We talk about how low the margin is for people have jobs, but the thing of it is, think about it. There's a lot of people ill, can't work. There's a lot of people uh, got jail records, criminal records. They're not going to hire them people. And a lot of people that do have jobs and that are working, it's, it's just a few of them want to work for less than the top of the line money. Most of them want top pay from the beginning. They don't want to start with $15, which they're trying to raise it. They're trying to raise it $15, the wages. Yeah. Now, who hey, want to start with $15? Not when you go to college. Yeah, and a lot of people not when they've gone to college. But I'm going to tell you, though, you know, and all of us have to know that sometimes we have to take the first thing swinging and work from that point up. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these kids out here now, they're quick to say what they won't do. I won't, I won't work for $400 a week. Are you a fool if you won't work for $400 a week? You know, because right. if you got two, if you got two jobs, you might make eight hundred dollars a week. And you know then, what I'm saying? Say, so, hey, Miss Williams, we gotta run. Faith. We really gotta run. Yeah. Hey, I gotta go. I, and you gotta call back next right. week. Let's talk about this again, because you know this election okay. is getting critical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. November yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, God and bless. we love you. God talk, bless take you. Care. God bless America. All right. God okay. bless America, baby. Hey, Scott, what's going on with you? What's happening, Scott? Um, not much, Daryl. How you doing? Man, it's so good to hear your voice, man. We like we missed you a couple of weeks ago. We, we the lines was busy or something, and um, I'm doing good, man. How's the family? They're they're good. They're good. Good, good. Just, well, uh, did you get that picture I sent you? Keep everybody in line. Did you get that picture I sent you? Yeah, yeah, I got those pictures. Oh, that was great. That was, yeah, 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 yeah. That was from the FAMU game, right? Oh uh, no! Nah, I was I was at oh I'm sorry I, I was at the um, Notre Dame game over the weekend. Oh, I just no, got I back a few pictures. hours ago, and I'm sorry I didn't no, see the pictures. I didn't pictures, get those but, pictures. Uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good it wasn't a good, was a wasn't good, a good thing at the end. It was a great game, but it just wasn't 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 out. The outcome was just uh, it was like it was like Halloween. We in Halloween right yeah. now. You know you got you a trick and a treat at the end of that game. You know, we struggled at the beginning, and I mean, it's like our offensive line. I'm like, where the hell were they? But, uh, you know, we come back around and did pretty good, you know, went ahead. Then, like we saw, like you just said, we saw a nightmare happen. We just saw a part. Yeah, man. I mean, it really, Scott, it was almost like it was trick or treat, man. It was, it, it yeah. was, it, it, it was, the, the game started out. We were just getting killed, and then we yeah. turn it around and we make it a game. And in the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, the score is tied twenty-seven, twenty-seven. And you're thinking, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, at one point, we took the lead at twenty, twenty-seven to twenty. And you're thinking, "Oh, we got this. All we got to do is just yeah. hold on and play some good defense." And right. I guess I, I guess our defense is just too young to. Those linebackers yeah, are just they're really young, and uh, you know I give them that. Um, they're young, you know. Uh, we, we, but it, it wasn't just the defense, you know. The, there's a uh, Stacy Coley uh, Saturday. Uh, he had quite a few uh, uh, great catches, and uh, when we needed them. But you know, we need we just need more of them to, uh, to step up. There, none yeah. of them are trying to be, uh, or none of them's real consistent. My tight end did very well, and, and like I say, Stacy uh, uh, Richards, he he's up and coming. So we'll, we'll see uh, how well he continues to do. But we we, we we're lacking at uh, at having uh, some you know all star performers there at wide receiver, uh, but. 
even our running backs uh, didn't have too good of a game. Heck, we started out the season uh, three running backs and having 100 yards in uh, one game. It went downhill from there, but uh, I know we got some good uh, uh, running backs, but, you know, you got to have an offensive line that's going to take care of it. That's where it all starts right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I don't think our offensive line played a a, a, a very good game um, this week. Um, but it, it it was more than just them not having a not having a good game. It it was, um, you know, our, our quarterback has to learn how to get rid of the ball, and he has to stop just eyeing yeah. people down. Um, he yeah. he's, he he doesn't, and, he, and and this guy just does not use his checkdowns. You know, you gotta sometimes you gotta dump it off to the running back. Sometimes running back get a lot of his yards in a game on a little dump off pass that he runs for thirteen yards or twenty yards or forty yards. Exactly. Uh, you know, maybe it's just for eight yards and a first down. You know, he, he I, I I don't I don't understand our quarterback. He just does not. Um, he, he he's a he, different quarterback this year. I can tell you that, and. Uh, he he's got a uh, which I think uh, they need to get somebody in there to work with him. I mean, uh, uh, getting out of that pocket, you know. Sometimes oh, yeah. you, you can't just sit there in that pocket for so long and then take one step up and then you're done. I mean, if you don't yeah. see it right away, you, you need to uh, get on. You know, use your feet a little bit. And well, that's something that we haven't been able to find from this quarterback ever. Um, Scott, I mean, this guy's just yeah. really—he—he he doesn't run the ball, um, and we still continue to run that that veer option play that we put it in the belly of the running back and give it to him every time because our quarterback just is not a threat to run the ball at all. It's right. a, it, it, that's a waste to play for us, and um, yeah, and, um, and you know, and and you in the future of of um, quarterbacks in colleges uh, is is a running and passing quarterback. I don't know how well that pans out in the NFL. But that is the wave of the of the quarterback in in college football, especially if we continue to want, run this one back spread offense where you want to run the ball twenty or thirty times a game, and you want to run that veer where the quarterback has a chance to keep it or run it. This quarterback is just not a, a good option quarterback per se. No, he's not. No, he, so he's not the one that uh, the one that we're recruiting out of Ocala, Vanguard. Uh, that kid there, I can't wait for him to get there. I think he's going. He's going. He has the potential to, to be the be the next one because he's dang sure mobile. He can yeah, dang well, sure uh, move it. I can't wait to see what he has too, Scott. And um, he'll be at UM next year. And I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Brad, Brad Kai, if he's if he's still there, he's going to be competing for the first string job. We know that. You know, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, we we uh, we know that uh, Mark Rick has to um, um, be getting a little bit frustrated with with Brad Kaya, I think, because when we see them, uh, almost every time he comes off the field, he goes right to the coach, and they have this powwow. That's never a good thing when you got to go right. check in with your coach after you leave the field every time. And usually when he leaves the field, it's not a good thing that's happened. Hey, Scott, we got a yeah, couple people right. on hold, man. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime here on the Sports Info You on Radio Show. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9. You know that. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot, Scott. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's man versus nature's most prolific hunters. We're diving into predator hunting with analysis on wolves, bears, mountain lions, and coyotes, their impact on their territory, and how man can be successful against them. Joining us is Jeff Ran of Deadliest Hunts, Silencer Shop's Jeremy Millett, and Carlos Martinez, Senior Product Manager at Remington. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got Fred Robinson on the line with us from University of Miami. Stand out, outstanding defensive end. And Fred, Fred brought it every play. I mean, every play. Fred, what's going on? Hey, love you too much, Daryl. How you doing this evening, sir? Hey, Fred, I'm doing great, man. And uh, I tell you something, man. When I look at when I look at this University of Miami team, and I, I sometimes compare this kid. Um, I think his name is Chad Thomas, number nine. He's from the city, Liberty City. I, I compare uh-huh. him to you a little bit, but but his motor ain't nothing like yours was. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, your, right. your feet never stopped moving, Fred. I mean, your hands, they was it was like a battle. You know, and when we saw you play, you, you, you was a little underweight, but you was that defensive end, that stand-up defensive end nowadays, but you had your hand yeah, on the ground and you brought it every play. I don't see this from a lot of these cats playing now at, at UM. Fred, what's going on? What well, you want to talk about? I'm, 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 okay. I'm, I'm you know, one of the things that I look at University of Miami, Daryl, University of Miami got a good team. And they got, they got young players that have the potential to be great players. But the problem that I see with University of Miami, not, not, not Mark Rick, but the culture staff that they have now is much different than the culture staff we had. We had Howard Sternberger, we had Earl Morrow, we had Mark Trustman. You know, Mark Trustman was up in the press box, but he went to coach on great teams like the 49ers. He became the head coach, you know what I mean? You had Oakland Tom Raiders? Donald, he went to the Dolphins. And not the Ravens, but now I think he is off, uh, the quarterback coach for the Ravens. Um, but yeah, right. I know exactly right. what you mean, Fred. He, he, Go he ahead. Head coach. You know, he was up in the press box. That guy was tremendous up there. And then you had Coach Abadani that went to the Dolphins, Stevenson. And you had uh, Heffern that went to the Tampa. You had uh, Alexander that went down to um, uh, the Dallas with Jimmy Johnson. Now, Howard Stellenberger, you know, he had, had had a great, tremendous professional record. Now, here's the key what I want to say. Now, when we had our team, they taught us the fundamentals of being a, a, you know, aggressive. They put us in the best uh, uh, player positions by making the proper adjustments to anything that we play. Now, watch this, Derek. It's going to seem funny to you. Now, we both know Bernie Kosar could not run at all. Bernie Kosar had an orthodox way of passing the ball, sidearm. But we won with the guy based on the adjustments that the coaches made. If you look at our defense, we were very much of a pursuing defense. If you look at our offense, we had guys like you, Alvin Bentley that rotated very well. And, and so they, they, most teams could not make an adjustment with us. We had an offensive line with Alvin Ward, guys that was really taught through our keyhole how to really maintain the block on a professional level. So, so now, my thing is, when I look at the University of Miami, it's just small fundamentals. I've never seen the secondary sit back without being, you know, aggressive like Reggie Sutton, Rodney Bellinger, or Eddie, Eddie Williams, or different guys like that. You know, we've always had guys that will help us have, like you say, myself, the fundamentals that they taught us. We pursued the ball, 
You know, if we if we did this to the ball, you know, they 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 were they were penalizes for that. You got Kevin Second and Tony Fitzpatrick, all of us guys, Jay Brophy, you know, the potential that we had, but we were taught how to play and pursue the ball. So when we played Nebraska in the big one, Nebraska was supposed to be the best offense in the field of football. I had the Ivan Trophy winner, the Allen Trophy winner, Stein Cooler was there. And they actually gave us a good game by coming back. But we won the game by what? By fundamentals. We won the game by what? Not giving up. I look at the University of Miami now, and it's a little small, simple thing that I would teach them. You know, especially when you go man-to-man. And then, you know, you used to run that ball. And something you just got to do on just basic instinct. Like y'all was talking about the quarterback. You know, put this guy in the best position. Jim Kelly, Ted Verde, Verde Kosar, they never was on the island by themselves. We would always put them in the best, what, playing position that they could get in to make the plays. You know what I mean? Our receivers exactly. were outstanding, you know? And, I, and, and yes. I just think right now at this point, with the personnel that Mark Rick has, what the coaches got to do, they got to start stepping up. You got to start making proper decisions. You know Earl Morrow had them guys out there working on fundamentals, man. That was all the, the time. Had, uh, uh, Jim Kelly and all them guys. He yeah. put those guys intelligent on, on a level that when things happen, they can make the proper adjustment. That's why we were able to put a lot of guys in the pros, because how about the pro offense to college? So when we exactly. were the pros, we were able, we, it, it wasn't nothing to us. We were ahead of the game. We really we were, were ahead way of ahead of the game. You know, I was looking at you know? Jim Kelly today on ESPN. It was talking about, um, you know, him and his career. But, you know, Jim Kelly come from that pro offense that Howard Stellenberger brought to the University right. of Miami. You know what I'm saying? That's he was exactly ahead of the game when he got to the got to the Houston Gamblers and when he went on to play with the Buffalo Bills. He was way That's ahead right. of the game. But, Fred, just to piggyback on what you're saying a little bit, you know, um, I'm going to go from the bottom for what I'm saying. The special teams, special team coordinator and a tight ends coach, his name uh-huh. is Todd Hartley. He graduated from college in 2008. You understand what I'm saying? This is right. a guy that, he, he, in 2008, our tight ends coach was in college. You know what I mean? He, that right. lets you know that he don't have a whole lot of experience. Our he offensive coordinator and running back coach is Thomas Brown. Now, when right. you look at Thomas Brown's bio, this is another cat graduated from college in 2008. You understand right. what I'm saying? This ain't, this ain't Joe Broski who went on to exactly. coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. And when he spoke, you had to respect every word, every, every bit of the juice that came out of his mouth. You understand what I'm saying? That's you had right. to respect right. everything that came out of his mouth. It's a difference, Fred, because these, these, this kid here is, he, he's looked at like, um, these kids look at him like, man, you should still be in the pros. You know, I don't, right. I'm, and I'm just throwing that around, but I don't think he's, uh, he's, he's not that, that Gary Stevens offensive coordinator that we had at University right. of Miami. And, you know, even though Manny Diaz is, is, is a great coordinator, I don't think he still had the, 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 the record. Not, not the, what I'm really trying to say, what Tom Oliver Dottie brought to the table. He had, a, not, he had the intellect that, that um, Manny Diaz has, but he brought a little bit of a fire to it too, though. You understand what of I'm course. saying? And I don't because see that I, with this team here. Listen, no, I was Burger. Like you brought up Joe Brodsky. Joe Brodsky did the, the best rotation of you guys I've ever seen. Anytime you can get a guy that have ability to walk on and become a great player like he did, it has to be a credit to the coaches, okay? Now watch this. Look who the defensive line coach was. Harold Allen. Harold Allen put Eddie Edwards, Ruben Carter, myself, uh, Lester Williams, and a lot of great guys into the pros. Before we became a winning, a winning ball club, because this guy had a reputation of having the best defense events coming out of the University of Miami. It's like you brought Tom Avedani, look at Stevenson. These guys went to the Dolphins, man, because they had the potential to go out from the college level to the pro level. And, I, and then I look at Art Arkeo was off with the line coach after Hefner, okay? And Art was there a long time. So now when you deal with making adjustments during game time, I look at the game like when they lost the one against Florida State. They fought back to the that they have to fight back. But they fought back to get back into the game. Now the kicker that we have is a long-distance kicker. But there's time you got to make the adjustment to how to when you get that close. 
They never should have brought that because he tried to do the long distance style. Making the adjustment, doing the chip, chipping part of it. When you get under the 30. Little simple mistakes. Like I said, the secondary. You know, when you're in a zone, don't mean you have to sit back and let them catch the ball in front of you. You know that, Daryl. You can yeah. shoot the test. You, you know what I mean? Fred, you, know, you got to play aggressive and, and all the time. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and it's, a, it's a small small fundamentals that I, I, I say, well, what are they teaching them? What are the coaches telling these guys, man? I mean, I look at the offensive line. They're not aggressive. They sit back and take on blocks. As, a, as opposed to us, we attack. When that ball moved, we was on the attack. If you look at the Nebraska game, I stayed in the backfield. Now, I did not make the tackle at all times, but I was a body in the backfield just stuck in the offense. You know? And, yeah. And, you know, Kevin's second. I mean, you know, and, and, I mean, it's it, it just different fundamentals that they don't have. And I want to I wanna commend Mark Tressman because Mark Tressman was a guy in the press box. This guy was magnificent when it comes down to looking at things, calling downstairs, making the proper adjustments. He went to the 49ers when they had uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young. And guess what? Took him to the Super Bowl again. Then he left from there, and I believe he went to Chicago as head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that was some of Jay, uh, Jay Cutler's best years was with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, even the coach for the last, the offensive line coach? Yeah. No, yeah, there's that, another guy who's underrated, but he was a hell of an offensive line coach. You know, <laughs> you, you, I'm telling you, he made made Art Kehoe a great offensive line coach by just being exactly. his assistant. Listen, you understand what I'm saying? On the squad back then, and he was yeah. one of those guys who are head of the. Uh, I think he's a state trooper with, with 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 the team now, but I, I credit this, the coaching staff. Of, of what we had as opposed to what Mark got now. Now, what I would say to Coach Rick is to start bringing in some of these guys that can bring that tenacity back and can bring the knowledge back, you know what I mean, to help them guys really understood. I remember watching you run the ball. We knew, actually, you knew, you guys knew how to run the ball. You didn't just get the ball. You guys knew what they were looking for. You knew what to do. You knew the patience. And it was tremendous that what we did, being a young ball club like we were. To lose the first game and then win the national championship, that's unheard of. Definitely, Fred. Hey, and ladies and gentlemen, Fred talking about the 1983 national championship. Fred, I just came back from the Notre Dame-Miami game. I was there uh, watching that game, and I, I was just telling uh, one of the last callers, it was like trick-or-treat, you know what I mean? And the first half was like a trick, then the third quarter was a nice treat, and then you look up <laughs> and, oh, my goodness, man, we got a fumble, then you, we don't have a fumble, yeah. and... Uh, then they kick a field goal and win the game, um, twenty-seven to thirty. It was it was yes, a tough game yes. to watch, man. It, it really was. I mean, um, yes. I was um, I was I was very disappointed, you know. And, and as a matter of fact, I would I I can honestly say those Notre Dame fans, they they were probably some of the nicest fans I've ever been around. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. They weren't rude at all, not at all. You know, you go to Florida they've State. All, they've, they've always been. They've, they've always been upgrade. Yeah, that's definitely a good way yeah. to put it. They were an upgrade because, uh, you know, uh, I, I haven't been to a Florida State game in the last in about maybe 10 years or more. And the last time I went to a Florida State game, I went with a state trooper who was a um, FSU fan. And he really he drove about 90 miles an hour the whole whole way up there. And uh, it, it was still an unpleasant experience <laughs> being with right, the police. So right. I was like, you know, I uh, I have a, I have a tough time going to Florida State, but I really did enjoy going to uh, South Bend, Indiana, and um, being a part of that game. Even though we lost, right. it was it was it was a fun fun experience. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Well, Fred, hey man, we gotta take a quick break in a minute, but um, let us know what's really on your mind about these Miami Hurricanes, Fred. Well, you know, you know what, I, you know, at, at first. I was kind of disappointed, but then I, you know, I started looking at them, and they got a lot of potential. And I think what they need to really do is go back to the drawing board, and the coaching staff under Mark Rick need to step up. The young boy number twenty nine, um, what's his name? Cornell. Yeah, that young boy got great potential, man. Yeah, he's made some outstanding plays. 
But if he doesn't get the proper coaching and doesn't be put on the, uh, be put in the best positions, you know what I mean? He can't do it all by himself. You know, and, and I think that with Coach Rick, I think Coach Rick needs to go back to the drawing board and maybe look at some of the guys that, well, like you said, the experience they may have. I'm not being critical. I'm just being professional, you know. And that's the difference, you know, because I don't like to criticize people. I like to encourage people. But either you got it or you don't. And if you don't got it, study it and get it. Because you shouldn't have a team that has a dynasty like the University of Miami and not come through. You remember when we played um, uh, Notre Dame and those people, when they played us, they didn't just get an easy walk with us. Oh, no. They were in a ball game. They were in a fight. You know? They want to fight, and you know, and I, 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 I and, and I'm not talking about a physical fight. I mean a a, a fight of endurance, a a, a, a fight right. of manhood, a fight of, of right. tech, a technical, uh, of, of technicians. Right. You know, it, it wasn't about a fist fight throwing dirt in your face. No, it was what can I beat you when it's my turn to go against you one on one to block you so my fullback can score a touchdown. Am I gonna make it or are you gonna make it? You know, that's, that's, you know it, it, sometimes it comes down to that, you know, and I think sometimes exactly, these guys, exactly. they, they, on the, they on the other end of that. You, you, know, I, I, you right. know, I look back on my career sometimes, one of the plays that I always think about, in a game that we lost in Boston College after you left, the year after you left, um, right. when, when Doug Flutie threw the Hail Mary the year that Bernie Kosar probably would have won right. the Hyman Trophy if he hadn't thrown that Hail Mary. But um, um, Bill Romanowski was slap dab right in the middle of the hole and we were on a three yard line and Melvin Bratton was a full fullback and you know a lot of times they think they're giving it to the running back but we was in a split formation. They gave it to Melvin but I blocked Bill Bill Romanasi. It was me and him. You know? Right. He could have knocked me back into my end zone and not score or I could have sustained him and pushed him back in the, into the end zone and we score a touchdown and that's what happened right. so I think about you know it's, 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 it's sometimes it's that it's that fortitude I gotta I gotta beat you you know no matter what right. I'm tired right. my, my, my muscles hurt but I gotta beat you you know, and, and I right. think sometimes we did this. This is um, one of the things I think that Mark is going to instill in this team and in this program before it's all over. I I, I would agree with you. I think he he may have to uh, make some adjustments on that staff. We had you know, we, we uh, had attitude of champions there. When we did what it took, yeah. you know, and that's one of the things I always took credit our, our running backs with. They didn't know what they was getting. And when we changed personnel with you guys, everybody had their own different style. But everybody was successful with their style because we we had a winning attitude. We knew they right. to be champions, and right. that's a credit to Iris Bellinger. Oh yeah, for sure, you no know? doubt. Yeah. Hey, Fred, we got to run, man. We got to take a quick commercial break. But, hey, don't, don't forget us, man. We're here every Monday yes, night. Sir. Give us a call here on the yes, Sports sir. Info Young Radio Show on the Voice America right, Network. Yeah, please do. Oh. I sure will, sir. Love you much. Go okay. Canes. Love you too. Love you too, Keep up the good work, man. Peace. Thanks, Fred. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 
at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, um, a University of Miami great has retired from the NFL. And I'm talking about Andre Johnson. Um, Andre Johnson, one of the greatest um, receivers to ever play the game. Um, Andre Johnson actually um, is um, the ninth leading receiver in in, in NFL history, and um, you know he's he's retiring. You know he played for the Houston Texans for most of his entire career. And now he's uh, retiring from um, um, from the well. He played with the Houston with the um, Titans this year, Tennessee Titans. And but now he's going to be retiring. So hey, I, and and you talking about a great guy. I mean, and you know this this is the same guy that won national championships at the University of Miami, a fourteen season in the NFL. Um, you know, he and he played for one of the sorriest teams in the NFL while he was there, the Houston Texans. Um, it's just, it's, it's you, know, you you would hope that a guy like this could have played for a better team at some point in his career. But this is the same guy that would never ever complain about anything. And I'm gonna share a little story with you about Andre John Andre um, Johnson. Um, Andre Johnson was at one of our annual reunions in Miami, and that's usually the second weekend in April. We have a reunion, a big reunion, where all the former players come back for a weekend, a barbecue, and then we all stand on the sideline and watch the spring game on Saturday. They give us all these, they give us a nice shirt, college shirt on Friday. Um, they give us some credentials to have for the sideline on Friday. Well, for this this particular year, uh, Andre Johnson didn't come to the um, Saturday, the Friday event, but he did show up for the um, Friday, the Saturday event. And uh, Andre walked up to the gate for to go into the, the sideline to go on the sideline, and this guy tells him, "No, you can't go on. No, you can't go on the sideline." And I'm standing behind him like, "Man, do you know who this is?" This is the greatest. This is one of the greatest receivers ever, and I can't call him the greatest receiver ever because I played with the pay, with with the playmaker Michael Irvin, and I have to call him the greatest receiver ever played at University of Miami just because. But I have a you know, I got a, I got a little favoritism toward Michael Irvin. But anyway, Andre Johnson, I'm telling this guy, hey sir, this is Andre Johnson, the greatest, one of the greatest receivers ever played at University of Miami, um, Pro Bowler for the Houston Texans. You don't know who this is? And the man said, nope. So I, I'm i the guy that helped Andre Johnson get to the sideline that year. And Dre, you don't have to show me no love for that. You already showed me love that day when we just had a little chit-chat thanking me for getting you in. But uh, anyway, Andre Johnson, one of the greatest receivers at the University of Miami and um, the probably, he has to be the, the best receiver um to ever play for the uh, Houston Texans, um, this guy um, DeAndre Hopkins is a great receiver right now for the Texans, but he has a long way to go before we can compare him to um, to Andre Johnson. And Andre Johnson retires at 35 years old. You know, um, and he's, you know, he spent last year with the Colts, and um, this year he's with the uh, with the Texans, with the um, Titans, Tennessee Titans. But hey, you know. It's unbelievable that his career. Um, uh, we expect him to definitely be in the Hall of Fame very soon, without question. Dre, we look forward to seeing you in the Hall of Fame too, and um, no doubt you will be there. Uh, Andre Johnson, ladies and ladies and uh, ladies and gentlemen, retiring today 
And I mean, you know, Andre didn't wait till the, the weekend. And and just like always, you know, he didn't have a, a press conference. That's just not his style. You know, he's a you're talking about a person of of humility. My goodness. This is one humble man. You know, I don't I, I don't know what he what he drives or I don't know his personal life very well, but this is a guy, I'm, I'm telling you, he can be on the sideline until, until, and until his, fr- his friends show up, you'll never know who he is. And, 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 and if you don't know who he is, he can walk right by you and you would never know who he is because he's not going to have a big gold chain on. He's not going to have $100,000 worth of products that he, he's personally wearing. That's just not his style. Um, the league is going to miss his character, his his humility, and I don't think we're going to find a receiver as big, 6'3", 240 pounds. Um, you know, he, he really, this this cat here, um, he gave Megatron a run for his money always. He was better than Megatron. Maybe I'm a little partial because of the University of Miami, but he was better than Megatron. Andre Johnson, we're going to miss you. Hey, Samantha, what's going on? Not too much. I'm feeling good right about now. How are you? I'm doing really good. You're not on wine, are you? Huh? No. Am I on uh, wine, you said? Yeah, whiskey or wine. Neither one of them. <laughs> 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 right now, I'm just high off the Cowboys. How about that? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and, and, and Samantha, that's something to be high on. I'm telling you the truth, you know that? How about them cowboys? You know, they I said good, that all man. last night and this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they looking real good, and that kid. And you know, um, uh, um, Jerry Jones didn't say anything about the court starting quarterback. Now you know it's now it's more like uh, this is Dak's team. Right, he said uh, Tony Romo still physically isn't ready yet, so he's like trying to <laughs> find another way of saying it. And and I appreciate that. I appreciate him trying to find another way around it. So I'm I'm good with that. That he's he's backing off, but he's trying to still do it in a you know diplomatic way. I guess he, he's still not physically back, ready to be back yet. I can take that. Uh, well, I, I think really what he's saying is uh, Tony Romo's he's on the shelf for the season. You know, unless, right. unless we need him as a backup quarterback. I agree. I think he's just doing you know? it in a diplomatic way instead of just saying Tony Romo is done. Like, I, I like the way he's doing it, still trying to show Romo's respect and not just come out and say, yeah, no, you're done. He's he's outwardly, we don't know what he's saying directly to him. We don't know their conversations. But at least when there's a mic in his face and a camera there, he's saying it like he's just physically not healthy yet. He's not ready to be back. So I, I can appreciate the way he said it. As long as you oh. keep saying it, I'm good. <laughs> so. Okay, you know, and, 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 and it's good to change your opinion, too, because, you know, like, yeah. I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe he was just being a Jerry Jones because we know how much he loves to bring attention to Jerry Jones and them Cowboys. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's what he was doing, you know, he trying to drum up a few jersey sales by just <laughs> just talking about that. You got to do what that. you got to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to do what you got to do, you, you know. You got to do what you, you know, got to do. And, and, you know, like, the W's don't hurt either, so that, that's no, a good and, thing. And, and Dak Prescott's looking really, really good. Now, um, I, you have to give it, give him credit because he's he really looks like a seasoned vet. I mean, he, does. he doesn't he seem good, to be good. Not just in his play, he looks good, and the fact that he looks comfortable, he looks confident, he doesn't freak out. You know, it's like you know, I say that oftentimes when I talk about quarterbacks not freaking out, and I would say that about you know Manning. I would say that about Brady. I still say that about Brady. Like when they're down, or if they're a bunch of people, you know. The defenders are coming at him. He's, they don't freak out. They don't panic. They step right. back. They still survey the field. They do what they need to do. And I feel like, as a rookie, like that's a big deal to be able to say that about about Dak. And I think that's what he does. Like that's how he plays. He doesn't panic and you know scramble around and then just throw an interception or you know get hit and fumble the ball. Like he takes his time, trusts his line. You know, I, I think there's a lot to say there too that he trusts the guys in front of him. So you know that gives him time to step back and. Do his job. So I, I think it. you're right. And when you look at him, you know, this kid threw the ball to eight different receivers yesterday. Right. right. Eight right. different receivers. And the and the most was four. You know, the most receptions mm-hmm. by any of them was four. Yeah. So he's really spreading the ball around. Spread it around. He's making a lot of people happy. He you is. Know, and that's, and that's, you know, that's important. a good thing. Yeah. Yes. 
that's a that's a very good thing. And so yeah. I, I really think he he's he's won the locker room over in this offense, and, and nothing yeah. brings a good defense together more than a solid offense exactly. and a good quarterback. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I think the fact that he passes the ball around so much that also helps with his versatility. Like you don't just get used to that one receiver, and you have that connection. You get to connect with all of them, so you get to adjust and not turn into like a single receiving, you know, receiver quarterback. You can run around and see how this guy catches, how this guy likes the ball. You have a lot more to add to your, you know, abilities as a quarterback. So I think that's a good thing. And I think Jerry Jones has finally realized that, or maybe he realized before, but now he's just coming to the conclusion that the fan base of the yeah. Dallas Cowboys is really feeling some of that 90s Cowboys yeah. and some of that old 70s quarterback with Cowboys with Roger Starback and Tony yeah. Dorsett and those yeah. kind of guys, Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin, you know, um, Troy Aikman to, right. to yep. Michael Irvin, you know, maybe this Dak Prescott to... Um, Dez Bryant. You know, it was mm-hmm. a little story about Dez Bryant being traded last week. That might have put a fire up under his tail. Exactly. Hey, Samantha, we got to run, girl. You got to give us a call all the time. We're here every Monday, every Monday night on the I Sports Center. Yes. All right, well, good talking to you all. Always nice to hear you all. Always. Thanks, Sam. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, guys, we'll talk to you next week. More sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.